I'm Alexander Lawrence Ames, and this is Cloister Talk, the Pennsylvania German Material Texts podcast. Welcome to Episode 8, The Pirate Bible, an epic tale of looted Germantown Bibles and what it reveals about Pennsylvania German religion in a vast Atlantic world. This episode explores the highly unlikely transatlantic travels of a group of German-language Bibles printed in early Pennsylvania, and considers what their story reveals about Pennsylvania-German religion in a global context. This podcast series explores topics covered in my new book, The Word in the Wilderness, Popular Piety and the Manuscript Arts in Early Pennsylvania, published by the Pennsylvania State University Press in 2020. There are many questions and ideas I address in the book that deserve further consideration, so each episode of Cloister Talk dives into one of those topics. If you'd like to learn more about anything discussed on the podcast, please read my book, which you can order from psupress.org. Or consider requesting the word in the wilderness from your favorite local bookseller or library. The Rare Book Department at the Parkway Central Library of the Free Library of Philadelphia is a book lover's paradise. As one's footsteps echo through the department's vast book-lined spaces, one encounters rare treasures reflective of millennia of global literary, artistic, and historical life. Built over many generations by leading Philadelphia collectors and a dedicated staff of librarians and curators, the collection is truly one of the United States' great assemblages of rare books, manuscripts, and a variety of other artifacts. I have always found it very special that this collection lives at an urban public library, where the materials can be showcased and widely used and appreciated. Perhaps unsurprisingly, given its location, the department holds a large collection of early Pennsylvania German illuminated devotional manuscripts, as well as rare books and other printed materials. While the manuscripts are widely known and have been well studied over the years, the printed Pennsylvania German materials haven't enjoyed the same level of attention from scholars. More than a year ago, after I had finished my work on the Word in the Wilderness, the Free Library's Chief of Special Collections, Janine Pollock, told me a remarkable story about one of the most important early Pennsylvania German volumes held at the library, a story that I will share with you now. It almost merits the opening words of Once Upon a Time. In colonial Pennsylvania's early days, one of the most important residents of the colony was a man named Christoph Sauer, who lived from 1695 to 1758. He was a German pietist who had a variety of careers in Europe and America before setting up shop as a publisher. In 1743, Sauer published the first Bible printed in North America in a European language. A Bible had been printed in the indigenous Massachusetts language in New England in 1663. You can view photos of both books at wordandwilderness.com slash sources. Sowers was an extremely important and well-received publishing effort, though the printer ran into some controversy because of his pietistic leanings. The Sauer Bible went on to be printed in two other editions, one in 1763 and again in 1776, this last edition being published by his son. That much is the well-known part of the Sauer story, as if managing to print a German Bible in early Pennsylvania is not remarkable enough, it's about to get even more amazing. First, by way of preface, an important point about how the Bible got printed. 
Sauer printed the Bible in Fraktur, meaning that he had to acquire the metal Fraktur movable type from Germany. When I say type, I mean the little metal prisms bearing letter forms in relief that get locked by a compositor in the order of words and sentences in a form of type, and then situated into a chase and secured onto the bed of a press, in order to print a page of letterpress text. Sauer managed to acquire a full Fraktur typefound from Dr. Heinrich Ehrenfried Luther of Frankfurt, Germany, which for many centuries was a capital of the European book trade. After three years of work on his Bible, which resulted in the printing of 1,200 copies of the first edition, Sauer shipped 12 copies of the Bible to Dr. Luther in Frankfurt. The printer was very grateful for having been given the type he needed for the publishing project, so doubtless he was gratified to send the end result back to Europe as a token of his appreciation. The books left Philadelphia on board the brig Queen of Hungary on December 5, 1743. However, the journey to Europe did not go as planned. While near the Cape of Saint-Malo, a port city in Brittany on the coast of the English Channel, the brig was attacked by pirates of French and Spanish background. They looted and sold the cargo of the vessel, including the crate with the sour Bibles. Back in Frankfurt, our friend Dr. Luther was upset not to receive his Bibles, and he was not about to give them up for lost. He worked to trace who had purchased the lot from the looted cargo of the Queen of Hungary, and, after a year, managed to identify the buyer. Negotiations ensued, and Luther received all twelve of the Bibles, after about two years following their embarkment from America, each in absolutely perfect condition, just as they were when they had left Philadelphia. Dr. Luther found this story just as, if not more astounding than it sounds to us today, so he had Latin summaries of the Bible's adventures printed and pasted onto the insides of the front covers of the Bibles. He then presented the volumes to various distinguished libraries in Europe. The inscription in the free library copy, which you can see at wordandwilderness.com sources, makes much not only of the tale of the Bible's abduction, but of their publication in India Occidentali, or the West Indies, by a German printer. He makes a point of emphasizing that, quote, neither English nor Dutch nor any of the other Europeans in America before, end quote, were responsible for this feat, but rather a German printer under the auspices of a German Protestant tradition. Dr. Luther signed and dated these affidavits of provenance, making for a fascinating record of the book's shared history. An inscription inside the copy owned by the Free Library today reveals that this particular volume had been presented to none other than the King of Sweden, before its eventual transfer to another ducal library, and finally its return to America and acquisition by the Free Library of Philadelphia. After this remarkable journey across the seas and into the hands of pirates and kings, today the Bible resides less than 10 miles from where it was printed 277 years ago. So, what does all this reveal about the world of the Pennsylvania Germans in the 1700s? While the tale of the Bible's theft by pirates and eventual dispensation to Europe's great libraries may be anything but ordinary, the story of the Sauer Bibles reminds us that Pennsylvania Germans figured in a rich international network of religious, intellectual, and professional contacts. It is true that Sauer undertook his printing enterprise on what could be called the periphery of European civilization at the time, a point duly noted by Dr. Luther in his History of the Twelve Bibles. 
However, Dr. Luther and Sauer truly inhabited one religious and intellectual discursive community, as did the other authors, printers, and religious faithful who engaged with the hundreds of other German-language devotional works that figure in the Free Library of Philadelphia Rare Book Department's Pennsylvania German Collection. This story is a reminder always to place our local history in a global context. Quote, the flow of ideas permeated the Atlantic communities, end quote, wrote famed historian Bernard Balin in Atlantic History, Concept and Contours. The history of this flow of ideas glimmers through the text artifacts of the Pennsylvania Germans. If you are interested in learning more about the age of evangelical piety in which Pennsylvania Germans lived and the rich transatlantic Protestant spiritualism that animated devotional life in early Pennsylvania, please explore Chapter 1 of The Word in the Wilderness, titled Heaven is My Fatherland, Manuscript Culture in an Age of Evangelical Piety, which offers a thorough introduction to these topics. It begins by placing Pennsylvania German manuscript culture in a global context of non-Christian traditions, before offering an overview of early Protestant religious movements and a comparison of various German and non-German manuscript traditions. I also recommend W. R. Ward's Classic History, The Protestant Evangelical Awakening, published by Cambridge University Press. Learn more about the story of the Pirate Bibles in John Samuel Flory's book Literary Activity of the German Baptist Brethren in the 18th Century, published by the Brethren Publishing House in 1908. It's accessible for free via Google Books. On the next episode of Cloister Talk, we will explore one of the most important genres of illuminated manuscript art made in early German Pennsylvania, the Vorschrift or penmanship sample. The episode will introduce you to the world of literacy, instruction, and spiritual education in the German Atlantic world. In the meanwhile, I invite you to purchase The Word in the Wilderness by visiting psupress.org. You can also request it from your favorite local bookseller or library. Please note that Penn State Press is a nonprofit scholarly publisher and a part of the Penn State University Libraries. Your purchase of the book supports the work of nonprofit, peer-reviewed academic publishing, a vital component of the United States information landscape in the 21st century. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing our conversation on the next episode of Cloister Talk. <laughs>